Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat, gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hi, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Hello, Dori. Hello, Kate. How's it going? It's hot today. It is moist. A dry moist here in Los Angeles. A dry dry moist. A a, droist. A a droist. That's what we call it here in the desert. Yeah. But here we are. It is it is very hot. It is summery. We went to a pool yesterday. Not you mm. and I, but myself and my kids. So mm-hmm. we're in mm-hmm. we're in summer mode. Nice. Yeah. But I'm also I'm already like stressed about it. What makes you stressed about summer mode? I have found maybe since becoming a parent, although maybe not. I think it's summer is summer. You think it's a relaxing time. Mm. And then let's say you're a person in your 20s and 30s. You're going to fucking weddings all the time. Mm. There's there's always happenings. You know, there's it, it, it can be stressful. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, look, uh, these are stresses that are like lovely stresses to have. But I do feel like oftentimes in the summer, we're like, this is the time where I'm going to recharge. And then it just ends up kind of being a grind. Yeah. And as a parent, it's a lot of like driving to camp and our schedules change and I have kids at two different camps and we have to travel to see family right. and we've got to, you know, we're, 
this again, Jesus, I'm complaining about nice things. Like I'm complaining about seeing my family. Not really, but you know what I mean. Maybe yeah. I'm going to shut up. This seems dumb that I'm talking about this. No, I mean, it is what it is. Summer just, for some reason, it fi- I find it goes very fast. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be calm, not just for myself, but for my kids. Yeah. You know, like I want them to kind of like indulge in the ex- the leisure of summer. And so far, I have not accomplished that. Well, what would that look like for you? Well, here's the thing. I have to work, and so they can't just stay home during the week. They do need to be at some sort of camp. Yeah. Um, But I think it means like later bedtimes, playing outside, eating a lot of popsicles, going to the beach in my fantasy, you know, like going to pools a lot and swimming Mm because it is so hot here. Um, But the beach is, it's far. The beach is far. Yeah. It seems like it's close because when you when you have a vision of what California is when you're a kid living in Massachusetts, it seems like the beach is close, but it's actually kind of far. Yeah. So it's that eating ice cream mm-hmm. and a cone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just that kind of like stereotypical summer playing with neighborhood kids. Are Am there just, neighborhood kids? That we do have with? neighborhood kids. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm describing a fantasy I have of summer that doesn't really exist. Well, And also, I mean, I'm just like, just riff in here but like i wonder if that's what your kids want i think they just want to like veg out and, and play uh the lego video game with my husband right <laughs> and see the incredibles yeah so maybe there's like a place where the two of those visions can, can meet yeah i just i also get really sad at the end of the summer it comes really quickly it's like a residual sadness that i experience experience as a kid going back to school mm-hmm. like i always get really depressed in august mm-hmm. um and and just the change of fall used to put me in a, a pretty big depression when I when I lived on the mm. East Coast. It's not as bad here. Mm-hmm. But so I'm already like nervously dreading the depression I'm going to feel. Oh, is that weird? Well, it's only June. I know I'm doubting myself a lot in what I'm talking about today. Yeah. I don't know why, but I don't know. I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Dorothy. I think the other thing is like summer here doesn't have at least it hasn't for me had the same connotations that it did when I lived on the East Coast, where there's such a change between seasons. Yeah. And summer is really different yes, than winter. And totally. here it's like, yes, it's warmer, but it doesn't get that cold here. Like we live outside 12 months of the year. And it's so weird. And it's weird. And so like I feel like in in especially in the Northeast, um, you know, maybe not in like Florida, but like in in places where it gets cold in the winter, obviously not just the Northeast. Like I know Michigan does summer really well. Totally. So Michiganders that, don't get upset. You that got I, that big ass lake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, uh, like summer hits and it's like things open for the season yeah, the, and like the shore, the shore and like, you know, all the stuff that doesn't open until Memorial Day and closes on Labor Day. Like, yes, it's, it's there's really, a feeling. There's a real feeling of like, OK, now it's summer, whereas here it doesn't it doesn't feel as different. No, it's like, oh, it's 20 degrees hotter. It's than 20 it degrees is. hotter and it stays light a couple hours later. Yeah, it's weird. But like, it's not like anything opens that hasn't been open all year or like. I mean, people wear T-shirts year round here. Like it's it's just surfing all the time. Right. So it's just it's not as um, distinct. It's not as distinct. And so I think like maybe that is part of what you're feeling. And there is still just like a rush of summer where you kind of feel like you can't slow down to enjoy it. Now, do you feel that way at all about summer? Does it go quickly for you? Um, 
Yeah, but you know, I don't have I don't have kids in school. So it it's not quite as like delineated right, right. as I think it is for you. I mean, when I was a kid, like we went to camp um, and I went to sleepaway camp, like starting when I was nine. So my sister started when she was eight. Wow. So, you know, summer to us was really like meant camp. Um, and so that, that is really, that is really kind of like in my mind. And I, and I don't think I got, I, I was like excited to go back to school. Yeah. Um, oh, you were? Yeah. Oh. I always remember like so cute. I wanted to I always remember like picking out my first day of school outfit and it never being cold enough to wear my like <laughs> autumnal outfit. <laughs> like for some, you know, because we always started like the Thursday after Labor Day or something and September can still be warm even it in can. Boston. It can. Uh, anyway, um so yeah, I mean I think like uh, and be, I'm just in that weird frenzied feeling. That, yeah, but <sighs> It's fine. Okay. It's all fine. How are you doing today? I'm I'm okay. Oh, okay. Um I'm having a little bit of weirdness lately around just like social life. Um and suddenly feeling like most of the people I know are either single mm-hmm. or have kids. Right. Um and single um, same age as you? Yeah, I'm okay. talking about like my peers, peers age-wise. Okay. Um, and I'm finding that I'm like, uh, that I'm not, I don't totally feel like I fit in um, with any kind of group. Yeah. Um, which is, I think I've always felt that in LA. Like I never, I felt like, I've never felt like I found like my tribe here. Like I feel like my, my, tribe is really in new york Mm, more interesting okay and maybe that has maybe that partly has to do with not being a mom like i think being a mom like allows you access to a tribe in a way that not being a mom doesn't oh totally and i think there is a real clickiness is maybe the right word maybe the wrong word but there's it's like anything where it's like, oh, well, we all have this shared secret totally. thing in common. So yeah. we're different, even though we're totally nice to you. Yeah, there's there's just right. a, there's like a line, there's, a wall, a thing. Exactly. And I say that as a person on the has kids side of this. Totally, totally. You can totally see it. Yeah. So I think I'm just, I'm just feeling that lately. Like, you know, last weekend, I was like... Like Matt was off doing podcasts and I hadn't really made plans during the day. And I was like, oh, there's only like there was like I could only think of like one or two people who I could even potentially like see what they were up to. And like one of them I knew like had a friend in town and, you know, and everyone else is like obviously with their kids because like during the day on Saturday, that's when you spend time with your kids. Like it is. And of course it is like it shouldn't not be that way but i was just like oh i'm in like a weird place yeah that sounds kind of lonely yeah i felt lonely last weekend and loneliness is a really icky way to feel i think yeah i don't know it just leaves it leaves you with that weird feeling yeah it was like it was weird and i think also because it's not like i think if i if i think if we had been like we are not going to have kids like uh, that would feel different. Yes. But I think because I want to be in this 
world and mm-hmm. in this tribe and it's out of my control that I can't be, it like hurts especially more. Totally. So I've just been feeling that lately. And I was telling my therapist about it and she was like, you should make more one-on-one plans. And I was like, that's it. Yeah, I should. Because I think it's also like, I'm obviously not going to like kids birthday parties, but I think I've explained this to you before that like, even at non kid centric events, if there's more than one parent there, totally, it just turns into a conversation about kids. Dory. And I am guilty as fuck of this. It is like, and, and I remember when Anthony and I, when I was pregnant, we went to a wedding and all the other people were parents and we just sat and listened to them talk about their kids for like four hours. And we were like, let's not become this. But then you become it. Yeah, I don't see like, I, and it is. I don't obnoxious. see why, how you don't. Yeah, I mean, you can't help it. They run, kids take over your life, but also there is that, like, you meet another person with a kid, and it's like, where, where do you, where does your kid go to school? Well, it's just like, an immediate. Start, yeah, yeah, it's an, it's an immediate like commonality. Yes, it's like meeting meeting somebody else with the same job as you or something. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. So that's really. Um, but it's very isolating for a person who does not is not able to participate in that dialogue yes. to just like stand by and right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's what I've been feeling lately. And I just don't know. Like, yes, I can hang out with pe- more people one on one, but it's also and like I will. Um, but it's it's just something that's just kind of there. Yeah. And there's not much I can really do right now to fix it. Have you talked to other people experiencing IVF about that feeling? I had dinner last night with someone who has been um, going through IVF and we didn't, we didn't talk specifically about that, but it was nice to just, and it's not like I only need to hang out with people who are going through the exact same thing I am, but there actually aren't that many people who are going through the exact same. I am. And so it was nice to just sort of like chat with her. Um, And like, yes, there are people who are going through it, but I also like, she's not someone I met through IVF. Right. You know what I mean? Um, And so that was, that was just like good. I think. What, how are you going to approach the like one-on-one hangouts? I don't know. And then I start thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, this seems so exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, and then I like I had I had this whole thing where I was like, oh, I'd really like I would love to have a bunch of like women I like like over for brunch or something. And then I just started I was like, well, but then I'll invite all these people. But then like, you know, half of them won RSVP and then the day of like three of their kids will be sick and then one of their sitters will cancel and then I'll be left with like two people and I'll have all this food. And so I'd like talk myself out of it. Yeah. even though that is something that I would like to do. But I'm also just like, well, something's going to go wrong. You know what I mean? Is that you feeling just like negative about the, is it like a lingering just kind of emotion about everything? I think or do you, so. Yeah. I will, if you do host this and I'm invited, <laughs> I will make sure to have that shit squared away. <laughs> This is not meant as a like. <laughs> no, I know, but it is really annoying when that ha- when that happens. Also, I feel like we live in a space where people are really prone to flaking. Yes, I don't know if that's specific to the location we live in or just adulthood in general, yeah. or like culturally we just do it more. But like, 
people will back out at the last minute of anything. Yep. And like you would be sitting at home. Like that has happened. It's happened. Yeah. I remember like somebody in my book club, everybody bailed on them the last minute and they were like home with like, a you know, two pounds of cheese. Yeah. And it's so shitty. Yeah. I think I was one of the bailers too. You know, I mean, we've all... It, we've all a lot of us of have course, done it i've but done it, it like, too that is a real thing that can happen mm-hmm. and then that would just exacer- exacerbate the feeling exactly more. so i was like why like why would i set myself up for that yeah. you know what i mean i don't know so i don't know I but just, a one-on-one brunch with somebody where you cook for one other person also then the pressure's on them so what they're gonna they be <laughs> no but I, I think it might yeah they yeah, might yeah, feel yeah, more yeah. inclined to be present right 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 um but also that might just be less stakes. Like you yeah, have totally. 10 people coming over. Yeah, totally. Also, um, like, maybe it's not on you to initiate those things. Yeah. Like, it's hard It's hard having to be the one who has to do the work. Totally. I don't know who else is going to do. I mean, like, right, you but can't then it's send like, an email to somebody being like, can you? Can you ask me to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm in that space where I'm like, let me find a solution. And there's kind of not. It's just yeah. it's just a challenging thing you're experiencing. Yeah. And I, I'm just sort of like, I don't know, just kind of wrapping my head around it. Well, it sounds like you're approaching it with a lot of kindness oh, thank for you. yourself. Thanks. Kate. And presence and like awareness of what you're going through. Yeah. I think it's also, it was also exacerbated last weekend by the fact that like I just done a round of IVF yeah. and, you know, it was just like a lot. Totally. So that was all sort of like, it was, that was all like swirling. Well, I, I look forward to checking in with you about it some more oh, and hearing you. how it goes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, if you all want to tell us how you're figuring this stuff out. Yeah. Maybe someone else has been through this in another, in a similar situation or yeah. a different situation. Um, you can always email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. Um, and you can message us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And I also realized that we have never given a shout out to our own personal Instagrams. Oh my gosh. Follow us yeah, follow individually. Us. Yeah. I am at Kate Spencer and, on Instagram. And I'm just at Dory on Instagram. Yeah. And we are both on Twitter, but I am not really participating in Twitter. You're welcome to follow me. Yeah. Occasionally I retweet something, but I don't really even look at it anymore. I I am participating in it, but a lot less than I used to. Yeah. Um, but I am at Dory on there as well. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Perfect. 
like for the long haul without spending a fortune, I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling superpower short. The superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast 
But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass, but this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college, so this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Our guest today is Lauren Lapkiss. Our guest today is Lauren Lapkin. Hello. Hello. So Lauren, I'm going to read a bio. Oh, cool. That I wrote that is mostly what I stole from your website and added some flourishes. (laughs) Cool. Um, Lauren Lapkus is a SAG award-winning and Emmy-nominated actress who's appeared on shows like Orange is the New Black and in movies like Jurassic World. She was named one of Variety's 10 comics to watch in 2016 and has toured North America and Australia with Comedy Bang Bang. She's the host of the podcast with special guest Lauren Lapkus and co-hosts the podcast Raised by TV and many other podcasts. Too many. And she can currently be seen on the HBO series Crashing. And most importantly, I say she's an amazing improviser. And she can be seen at the UCB Theater and performing all over Los Angeles with her amazing group Wild Horses. Lauren, welcome. Thank you. I got very um, embarrassed during that. Was that weird? <laughs> no, I liked it. It was nice and nicely put. Um, but you know but what? I felt like I was like going, reverting into my gene holes. I know what you mean. You start like digging your fingers in. But there was many accomplishments that I left off of that list. Thank you. That's very nice you of you. You have done so much. Um, and we're very excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I love your show. Oh, um, now, we often start by asking people about kind of a daily or a smaller self-care ritual that they have incorporated into their life. Do you have one? Well, I was thinking about this and I I my first instinct is that I don't have that, but 
I think I do. One thing that I do is that I always wash my face and take off my makeup and do everything. I've never not washed my face before bed in like many years. Like since teenage? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like I, that is very important to me. So I do think that is a ritual. And then I also think that reality TV is kind of my ritual, which is Mm. like, I just zone the fuck out and watch Real Housewives. And that's really important to me. And, and... Because it's funny, when before you got here, I said to Dory, I was like, we have to ask Lauren about TV. I think it's self-care. Yeah. Because I kn- you and I both share a love of Oprah. Yes. And in like a very real way. Yes. And you were on Raised by TV talking about Oprah. Yes, and, and we was, cried. We cried. We it was great. Leg- cried yeah. legitimate tears. But I do think TV is, especially reality TV, is like a very fascinating, like what is it about specifically the Real Housewives that's soothing? Because I find them overwhelming and loud and intense yeah i do too i guess but i think like part of it is that it's so not relatable to me and it's not scripted so i'm not like thinking about the actor or like why they did that or if that was adr or like you know like there's all these like stupid things that you start to think about when Mm -hmm. you are acting that like oh i understand how tv works more than i did when i was growing up so i like look for these little things that i know about that take place behind the scenes And so it's fun with reality TV because I don't really know how it works that much. Like, I'm sure a lot of it is planned, but I don't really understand it. And so it feels like I can fully just tune out and just or zone out and like not think about my life and just watch them scream at each other. And it's pretty great. Have you ever um, tried to meet them in real life or interact or gone to their restaurants? I don't I don't I'm not like very up on the franchise. Are you, Dory? (laughs) Um, I'm familiar, but I I haven't watched in a long time. Like I watched the first couple seasons of Orange County, Mm, Beverly Hills, New York and Atlanta. Yeah. And New Jersey. Yeah. And then I just, I don't know. I just sort of like, not for any real reason. I just kind of, it just kind of stopped. It's fine. Cause I mean, it's been like a 10 year relationship for me though. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know that I needed, but yeah. um, I have one been to Sir and Pump. Is there yeah, one that okay. you like above the others? Or? Um, I, I like New York, Beverly. No, not really. Cause I was going to start listing them all. <laughs> 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 I like, I don't watch New Jersey I, and Dallas. I kind of drew, like, drew the line somewhere mm-hmm. for no reason. <laughs> what does it like? What does it offer you? Is it relaxation? Is it escapism? Is it just like a mindless experience that kind of lets you? Yeah, I think all down? three of those things. I, I definitely like to just get on the couch when I'm exhausted and like just put on like go through my DVR and just like hit them all out, like knock them all out. So it's a big fucking time commitment with those Real Housewives yeah. and Bachelorette. It's two hours. Yeah, I mean, oh my god. It's sometimes I get mad about that, but. I, every I never do? stop watching. Yeah, there's no way to stop it. So there's not. You can't actually turn it off. No, no, there's not. That's not possible. Um, is that something? Because you said you've been washing your face since you were a teenager. Is that is TV also something you've done? Like, is that always oh, been yeah. your soothing mechanism? Yeah, since I was like very little, I I've just watched so much TV in my life, and I have to assume it's doing something. Like, I don't like blocking out some thought, or I don't know what, but. So many hours logged. Can can we talk about your... Have you ever missed a night of washing your face? Like, what would happen? Maybe one... Like, I mean, I'm sure like a couple... Like, one or two times, but... It would have to be like, oh, I forgot my face wash at a hotel, and so I had to use, like, a wipe, and that didn't feel really satisfying. Or, like, 
different reasons like that. Like, there's never really been like, even if I'm really drunk or something, I will like go in the bathroom and do the whole, all the steps. And what are the steps? So, oh boy. <laughs> oh, I also about... took a picture of some of my steps that I oh did. Oh my God. There's also a sparkly pink bag on the table. Yes. Okay, wait. I need to talk to you about Riley Rose. Do you know the store? I haven't been yet. I haven't either. <sighs> you have to go. Is it in the Glendale, for an LA specific reference, in the Glendale Galleria? It is, but you don't even have to go in the entire maze that is the Galleria. You can enter it. They have an outdoor, like their oh, own I've door. missed this. Oh. Okay. So it's worth not going, because sometimes I hate going to the Galleria because it's like really crazy in there and there's too many people. So what is Riley Rose? It's a makeup company that I believe was founded by the daughters of the Forever 21 founders. Okay, yes. Oh. But so it's but it's not like it doesn't have that cheapy vibe of Forever 21. It's like kind of like all the makeup you could want to see and many different like cute little boutique kind of brands as well and not like they actually don't have like Clinique I don't think or like any of those it's not really like Sephora it has like more specific little brands and then they also sell like cute homewares and like little little cute little stationery and like adorable little things mm. that you just want to fill your entire little pink tiny pink basket with that they give you when you walk in Ooh. and I always spend a few hundred bucks there it's Ooh. just like impossible not to it's like a makeup target yes like you just yes. go in thinking you're gonna buy one thing and end up. Yes, I bought so many like hair products I never thought I would need. All these random things. It's really, really fun. I highly recommend. They have a website. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have a website now, so everyone should go look at that. I okay. need to go there. I, mm-hmm. I tried to find it when I was in the mall like last week, but I was with my mother-in-law and my daughter. Oh, uh, not a good time. Nobody wanted to go. Like, yeah. I, I just it would have been weird to drag them into it. But I, your daughter might enjoy walking might. around in there. It's very pink and fun, and like there's a lot of cute little toy type things. Ugh. Like it might be something that they would enjoy. Great. They will yeah. be on board yeah. and spending their allowance. So what do you do? You buy your stuff there? Your products? I sometimes do. And this bag was a free gift with purchase, which uh-huh. is why I brought it up. But um, I, they've gotten me hooked on a lot of products I wouldn't have found otherwise. Oh. So, yeah, I can get into it a little bit if you want Let's to see my go. nightly routine. Yes, okay. I do. I also, that, that pouch looks like it has a sturdy zipper. It does. And it holds so much. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there are so many things coming out of this bag I right know, now. You'll be surprised. Okay, so I use micellar water, or however you say it, we, we to don't, take off. Micellar, we don't totally know. No we need a French person. We have said micellar in the past, but that might just be a guess. It might just be our American I, way. I mean, I said the most American it could be. I was like, micellar? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, all your products I've never even seen before. Right? Okay. And I had never seen them either. So, okay, I use that. I use a Garnier um, micellar water, however the fuck you say. I'm going to be the person who has no idea. And then I use, okay, this brand, Body Mary, it's M-E-R-R-Y. Um, I've gotten very hooked on them from Riley Rose, and I use a face wash by that company. It's a vitamin C face wash, which has some exfoliant in it. I also use this face wash, which I learned about from a makeup artist. It's called Eminence. Um, it's strawberry rhubarb dermafoliant with lactic acid. So it's this powder. What? You can put a little in your hand if you want. You sh- and then you <clears throat> shake the powder in and wet it? Yes. And then you use it on your face and like smush it around. And it's really good because I get like my, my forehead can kind of break out and I've realized that this is what I need. I need to like get really Ooh. exfoliating in my face. Ooh, it feels like very fine sand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. It's really fun. And so I'll use that, and I won't do both. I'll either use that alone or the other face wash uh, alone. 
And then I go into this uh, kind of intense cream situation, which is all really new to me. I never, I usually would use like one moisturizer, be like clean and clear, like whatever. But I, as I'm getting into my 30s, I'm like, I should probably start like taking care of my skin with some creams. My mom has really amazing skin. And I think it's all due to all that stuff that she's been doing her whole life. So I'm really a huge fan. This is a night cream by Body Mary. It's kind of thick. You kind of coated on before yes. bed. It's really moisturizing. This is like a whole new world for me, a neck cream. Ooh, a specific mm, yes. neck cream. There have been many debates about the efficacy of a specific neck cream, yeah. so I'm very curious to hear what your take is. Also, you have a great neck. Well, that might be due to the cream. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I uh, I usually would just moisturize my neck, which is something I learned from Jackie Johnson's podcast oh, and man. was not really thinking about ever, um, but it is something I've learned Natch Butte is the podcast. But cream your neck? Is cream your said? neck. Yes, yeah, I love it. And I've never really thought about it. And then once I saw this product that was that said neck cream, I was like, I need to just get that because what am I doing? I might as well try. And it's age defense. And I'm like, look, can I beat it all before it even comes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. And then I use an eye gel, which is another thing that I'm trying to be like proactive about. And that kind of keeps bags away and stuff. Did you just randomly pick up this brand or? Yes. They, okay. it, at Riley Rose, they kind of have little cards that explain the products and the companies and stuff. And for some reason, I was just drawn to this company. I like the little packaging, I guess, is really all it is. And I ended up liking all this stuff, and then it, it now it's on Amazon. So I like Ooh. found all their many. Then that's where it gets really bad because I just fill the cart and go. But um, I also use this moisturizer every morning, which is Water Bomb Cream. I don't. I think it's a Korean skincare thing. Um, it's definitely not English on the back. <laughs> oh, I lo- it's in a, like a pink jar. Yeah, and it's that I really like. It's really light and like kind of like whipped feeling and it's it's great is this another one gin effect is that another riley rose purchase yeah oh man riley yeah rose. and now i get that on amazon too so i don't Very have to cool. deal with the whole thing so Can that's I open that's this up whole, and just inhale yeah. it oh it smells nice you know what this smells like what you want cream to smell like yeah. like nivea it has that like oh yeah classic cream mm-hmm. smell that's like still very soothing to mm-hmm. me water bomb cream intensive moisturizing so that's the routine i mean also all your packaging of your products is cute i know it's kind of important to me <laughs> <laughs> like it would look good in a bathroom mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's all very cute thank you yes and that's part of why i'm drawn to all of these things so it's i i, I try out a lot of different stuff and then if i like something i'll keep buying it but like there are many moments where I make mistakes and buy things that make my skin worse or well also like as a person who is on TV you whenever you're shooting you're in makeup Mm -hmm. and you're in like heavy duty makeup right yeah really like get into your skin yeah and my forehead tends to get like a lot of like blackheads and just like clogged pores and it can be really annoying to me another thing I discovered this past like year or two is facials which I had never done in my Mm. entire life and I was always afraid of because I thought it would like make my skin worse somehow the best. I would highly recommend. How did you how did you dip your toe? Like what was the who introduced you or how like how did you break that seal? My dermatologist after I was complaining about my forehead was like made me buy some $200 like foam that was like some ridiculous product that did not work. <laughs> and I just threw it out yesterday. And I feel really happy about it because I was holding on to it forever because it was $200. And I was yeah. like, I hate myself. And then <laughs> I threw it in the trash. Um, but then she was like, you should come back and get a facial at the dermatologist's office. That one was way too intense for me. They really like, it, I was like really red and crazy after it. But I've started going to a place in LA called Face House, H-A-U-S. I've heard of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because it's very, it's like, 
it's not very expensive. It's like $65 for a facial, which I feel like as far as facials go, yeah, isn't that's bad. reasonable. And you don't get like your own private room. It's like all these chairs lined up in the place. Oh. And so it's sort of like oh. a salon. Um, but I don't mind that because you have your eyes closed and you don't know what's going on the whole time anyway. So Yeah, and you don't you don't necessarily need privacy for a facial. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems cool and like kind of like a dry bar of facials. Yes, too. totally. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you learned about your eminence uh, from a makeup artist. Yes. And I'm curious what other tips or products you have picked up from oh. your experiences with makeup artists. Yeah, I think like... That one is huge for me because I'm really afraid to like this was kind of expensive. I mm-hmm. feel like it was like $75 and sometimes that will just seem like a crazy risk to me to be like I don't want to buy this weird powder face wash. Yeah. Right. But she swore by it. And um in terms of other things, I watch them a lot for like tips on how to do my makeup. Yeah. Um and I'll notice little things they do but I'm really I'm kind of bad at executing it later I have like my specific routine that I just do with my makeup and I don't really change it up very often um, so it's hard for me to think of something that I've actually been like oh I need to do that I always wonder like as a not an actor in my head I'm like actors and makeup artists have these like magical relationships where the makeup artist gives them all this information <laughs> and like teaches them the ways and then like you walk through life with this immense knowledge. That fe- I feel like that could be true and probably is for a lot of people but I have like a really bad memory so I'll be like that's so cool that you did that. I like that. Oh interesting. And then I'll get home and be like I have no idea how to execute that. <laughs> yeah, I mean you are also are not a makeup artist. Like, yeah, yeah no I can't do it. a lot of pressure it. for me to put on you. Yeah no but I have bought a few new makeup products that I'm excited about if you want to hear about it if i can yes we will not say no (laughs) um i have been using the same concealer for like a million years like some stupid little container that i've just had and i hate it so my friend who's a painter went to sephora with me and she's really good at like color matching and things like that and she's also just good at that stuff in general but she helped me pick out the perfect concealer for myself and this is an eve saint laurent concealer Uh concealer, which to me Mm -hmm. felt really like I wouldn't even look at that brand because that's like fancy handbags or something. Like I don't yes. even know. Uh, yes, I feel it's a classic product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, great. To clat. Yeah, and it's really it's like a little pump. Like you push it in little paintbrushes at the end. And very paint pretty. It. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. And I also got a few lip colors that she helped me pick out. Ooh. I don't know where the other one is, but I'm I usually will go into Sephora and like buy all these lip colors that like I think are right for me and then I get home and they're just like gray oh, on my lips and I look dead. So it's she so hard to know. If you're I feel I like know. if you're not a visual person, I don't know how you're supposed to figure this stuff out by yourself. I know and I feel embarrassed when I walk around like trying on makeup in Sephora. Are you guys good at doing that? No, no, it's so humiliating. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. Also, their lighting is not real lighting. It's awful. Yeah. Actually, a makeup artist just told me the other day that you should, if at Sephora, go outside when you put the makeup on oh, and look in the mirror a good that tip. way. Yeah, because I feel like a couple times I've bought stuff because it like looked good in the Sephora mirrors, mm-hmm. and then I got home and I was like, this is horrible. That's probably what's happening to me, because I keep being like, why do I not have any sense of what lipstick <laughs> is right for me? I yes. come home and this is like... Like, I get, like, dusty rose, but it's, like, just dust. Like, it's so yeah. <laughs> Wait, now, what is that? Is that a YSL lip color, too? This is, yeah. This is, like, a, I don't know what it's called. It's, like, a creamy gloss, too, we should say. Yeah. It comes with one of those, like, comfy brushes. And it has, yeah, it has, like, an angled, like, little smush brush in there. <laughs> well, smush brush. Isn't that the correct term? That's the technical makeup term. Mm-hmm. The packaging is so, like, beautiful and luxurious. I feel very <laughs> rich holding this. Yeah, that gold, gold. concealer yeah. is 
It looks like it could be a weapon. Yeah, but I actually mean? think it was like 30 bucks. Like, I don't think it was that crazy. I feel like if I were to see the, like YSL, I'd be like, that's probably $100 or something. I have no sense of prices. I know. And I know what you mean by like like Chanel, Dior, right. like those brands. I, I never go to them for makeup because they seem too fancy yeah. or something about it. But they do make nice makeup, apparently. Yeah. I feel like I heard an episode where you guys were talking about a Chanel lip thing or something. Oh, story. The famous Tom Ford lipstick. Oh, Tom Ford. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was $58. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I've done that. And that does that. happen where you do. Right. Where you're like, oh, oh, oh. oh my God, $58. <laughs> yeah. It but feels like, so crazy. But then like in the moment, it just feels fun. And yeah. you're like, I need it. And then yeah. you try to explain it to another person. And they're like, you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I mean, so much money uh, for that. It's a lot of money. Well, especially because so often you can get like a shitty, well, shitty, not even, but like a Revlon thing and be like, this is great. Like, you would think it's going to be bad compared to that. Totally. But it's like $6. You're like, this is actually my favorite one. Right. Yes. But the packaging on the $58 lipstick, similar to your YSL stuff, yeah. is like very luxurious. And I, I know. feel very fancy. So are we just it. getting conned by packaging? Yes. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, everything I have is just cute. Like, I don't even know if it really works but it <laughs> makes you feel good yeah um what are the two deodorants over okay. there on the table i've been on a hunt for years for a natural deodorant and i've tried so many that i just end up smelling like worse than i ever have and i even tried one recently that i don't even want to name because it's very popular and i the first like five days it was great and then i started smelling like cat piss and then i started smelling like in a monkey from the zoo like it was like the craziest smell i've never had bo like this in my life so I went back to my old ones, which are this Arm & Hammer deodorant, which is like, I don't even know. I would never even know how natural anything is. I think I don't read things that closely, but this says it's natural with natural deodorizers, no aluminum, no parabens, whatever. But it's just from Amazon. It's uh, just Arm & Hammer Essentials. This is the best one I've ever had. It's, wow. it's just okay. rushing out to scent. buy that. Yeah. And then this one I also enjoy, and this is my fancier one. It's La Vanilla or whatever, and it's the healthy deodorant. It's vanilla grapefruit scent. I, I use that. Yeah. It's it's fun, and it feels like it's cool because it's like a round container. Like I don't know, I really am. smells good too. It smells I, pretty. I did I did notice it had st- has stopped working on me. Old yeah. La Vanilla. Well, that's mm. why I switched to the other the one other that I just one. tried, and then it was it was a nightmare. I was at like an audition, and I was like, I reek. Like I smell horrible. <laughs> I hope like no one hugs me here. It's like embarrassing. But that um. Arm and Hammer might be a good one for me to try. I'm going to yeah. try yeah. that out. It's really basic and like it. it's very like unisex, like doesn't have anything about it that feels particularly like like the, the La Vanilla one or whatever it is, is, is very like girly and I don't know, yeah. decorative. Have either of you tried mm. the thing where you just put like acid on your... Not like <laughs> not like blinding acid, no. but like pixie glow. T- like they, oh. there was like an article. I think it was the in like Racked or something. Yeah, Aztec mask. healing clay mask. People oh, have used really? as deodorant. Yes, as deodorant. Well, they put it, it on and, then and they take put it, it off, on right? and then yeah, and then it's supposed to be like amazing. I haven't tried it. Like you put the mask on your armpit and then wipe it off. Yeah, and then oh. that's supposed to be. I like haven't a deodorant, and then also supposedly, if you use something like the Pixie Glow Tonic, because of what it has in it, the acids that it has in it, it's supposed to be a deodorant. Oh wow! But I have not tried this. Oh no! When I, I get home tonight, but I'm curious. It's always tough to try out a new thing because you have to do it on a day where like it doesn't matter. Right. Not in an audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just like you're not really going to see a lot of people. I don't know. Like I sweat a lot, and I feel like it's always happening to me, regardless of what kind of deodorant I'm using. But yeah. like I can't smell and walk around town. I just feel horrible. I mean, antiperspirant. Even though I mean, it, it does work 
it works. It keeps you that shit yeah, dry. I know. I remember in college, I bought. I was like, I had worse pit stains at that time. Mm, like it was always coming through everything. I have them right now, but I'm just a little warm. Um, but I would get them at like <laughs> for no reason at all. And I bought this like prescription deodorant, but just like from the store, like whatever brand you know. But they make those like prescription strength. And I put it on, and I went to class, and. I started feeling like really weird and then sweat was coming through every other part of my body but my armpits. Like it was crazy. I felt insane. It was like pouring down my forehead. Oh my God. But my armpits were totally dry. <laughs> it was awful. So I never used that again. Holy but shit. yeah, it works. Are you a, a like a sweaty person? Like is sweat a thing that you deal yeah. with? Yeah. Yeah. And like definitely like it's showing through clothes is mm. a definite issue for me. Um, but I've cared. I've just started to care less as I get older. But when I was like in my early 20s, it was like really stressful to me that someone would see my armpit sweat or something. Isn't that weird? Those things that we stressed about. Yeah. Like, I bleached the hair on my knuckles because <laughs> it was like a light brown. Like, and I would just sit in the bathroom wow, in college. I've and, never heard of that. Oh, I was out of my mind. But yeah. and now it's like, who? I, luckily, right. I let that go. I mean, I still have many hang ups. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like, there's stuff like that that luckily we are able to let go. Yeah. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm-hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Lauren. Yes. So you inspired me many years ago because I was at your house with our book club and you whipped out the vision board that you had made. And there were numerous reasons why it was inspiring. One, it was like a super relaxed vision board. Oh, cool. It wasn't like... um, you know how sometimes you see people's vision boards and it's got like 30,000 magazine cutouts and a million pictures of trees. It was like yeah. very straightforward. And it was le- I remember it being less like image visual and more like you had written out concrete goals. And then what really gave me chills was you had checked off the ones that had come true yeah. on the board. Yeah. And it was almost the whole board. Yeah. And it that that moment stuck has stuck with me for fucking years and now I try to vision board when I remember um honestly because of that moment and I've had oh, my own experiences you. where I felt like setting goals in that way has helped them come into fruition. Yeah, have you ever done a vision board? I have. Yeah. Um I haven't done one in this style though. I feel like mine is more like magazine cutouts. Yeah. Trees. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure they're beautiful. <laughs> I first learned about vision boards from Oprah, of course. Oh, um and really loved the idea and I think she had a guest on who Oh, one th- oh, this is the story that really made me do it. The person had made a vision board and they had used magazines to cut out goal things. And I think they had put a house or something from a magazine and it was years later. They, I don't remember. I mean, I'm going to mess up the story, but they like flipped over the, the magazine clipping and there was a picture of a dog on it. And that's a dog they ended up getting. Like it was like, Oh, everything you put on here is like really intentional and you might not realize it and whatever. So putting on pictures of things from magazines felt a little overwhelming to me because I was like, well, I don't know what that means, like this exact image, Mm. and it might not be exactly what I think I want. So I thought it was more clear for myself to just write out specific goals. And and also, it helped me realize like what I actually wanted in my life. And most of them would be like career-related things. Like I like wanted to be a part of the ASCAT cast at UCB. And so I wrote that down or whatever. And then I got to be in that. And so seeing those goals and some of them were like even easier or more like likely than that. And some were crazier and then those would happen. So it felt like, wow, I really like by looking at this every day, it's doing something for me. And then like when I had to explain it to like my kind of uptight uncle who like wouldn't understand the (laughs) magical nature of this board, I was like part of it and why I like it so much is that when you know exactly what you want, you're able to talk about it freely with people, you feel confident about it, then there's more opportunities where it'll come up like, oh, I remember Lauren said she wanted to do something like this. Let's ask her to do this. And so it's like you're bringing it into the world by talking about it and sharing it with people and feeling like, oh, I deserve that for this to happen. It's not crazy for me to want this thing. Um, And so I was making new vision boards every couple years as I would check things off and like new things or things from the board that didn't come true, I would put onto the new board or 
new goals and also realizing as I made new ones like oh there were some goals in there that I actually don't care about anymore and that's kind of cool too to be like oh, oh I really was like hanging my hat on that one thing that I wanted to happen and like it didn't and I don't actually really want that um and I made a new one this year because I was really feeling like I needed it but it's I don't know like I'm not I'm not first of all I put it away somewhere weird I need to like put it out and like have the confidence to like just have it out but it feels hard right now for some reason but like I yeah I've I've come through I haven't I didn't do it for a couple years in there and felt like I'm kind of over it weirdly and then now I'm like oh I think I want that again but even still I'm like I don't think I've nailed exactly how I want it to be or what my I, I don't even know if the things on there are exactly right maybe that's part of why I keep not believing in it right now but yeah but i do i do support the idea a lot because i think it helps you really understand what you are going for in your life right now and and i do put personal life stuff on there as well but it's it's more for me about like career goals and like or just like you know personal goals of things i want to do like working out or whatever i ask a question that's going to be very rambly because i'm still figuring it out in my head one thing i think about and especially with women, is that it can be embarrassing to admit the lofty things we want for ourselves. Yes, yes. I was thinking this. Yes. Thank you for articulating it. And I don't know why that, maybe yes. embarrassing is the wrong word, but no, we're self-conscious totally, or we don't feel yeah. like, uh, like I want to, you know, I want to be on Oprah. Or like, like we don't deserve it. Yes, yeah. so we're not good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious if you've ever, because when you write your goals out and yeah. then when you show them or show them or talk to them about people, you know, it's really it's it it can bring, you know, intentionally kind of bring make them happen or bring them up more. But it also is is making you very vulnerable. Totally, yes. totally. And I think looking back on some of them, I'll feel vulnerable, vulnerable about certain things on there. But some of them, it feels good to put something that's like a really big goal for me, at least, because it's acknowledging like, hey, I've I've always wanted this one thing to happen. And like, that's fair for me to wish that I would have this dream come true or whatever. And even if it never does, it's like, it's a part of who you are. And like the goals that you have in your mind that you're afraid to share with people are so important. I almost feel like crying. I don't know why. Oh, but can. like, <laughs> we cry a little, we cry here we often. But just the idea that like, okay, if I want, like, if like, I don't know, this is a goal of mine, but why not? Sure. I mean, I'm sure I'd want to win an Oscar. I don't think I'd be sad if I did. Um, Get this off the list. <laughs> but that's not like an immediate goal of mine, obviously, but if I were to put that on there, it's like acknowledging that almost like your inner child is okay. Like it's like those big dreams that you have there, they do come true for people. Like yeah. people, yeah. you see it all the time. Like in whatever field you're in, you see the person who has all the things that you think you want. And of course, as you get older and get the things you want or don't get the things you want, you realize like what matters to you. And maybe those things aren't that important. Or maybe like, like, you know, like the ways that we say that having money isn't everything or whatever, but it's better to have it than to be homeless, of course. Like, so it's okay to say to yourself like, oh, I'd really like to have a nice house one day. Mm -hmm. Or I'd like just to give yourself the chance to work towards that instead of just being like, that's so that that's embarrassing to say because it'll never happen because I can't, I'll never have that much money or I'll never have that sort of success in my career i don't know i i think it's helpful for me to like let myself say like oh i really want that to happen yeah giving yourself permission yeah to have big dreams big goal like just giving yourself permission to want things for yourself i think is really i have found that hard 
Yeah. yeah. Where I like admit something and then I'll feel like, oh, these people are all looking at me like she could never do that. I totally. Just, no, I know that feeling too. Like where you like get really free in a conversation and then you're like, why the fuck did I just share that? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's so embarrassing. Now they think that I think that about myself or that I want that or whatever. You know, it's it can be really weird, but I think ultimately I when I when someone does that to me, I don't think of them that way. Not at so all. It's not I think like, like oh how cool. Like, oh, they have like cool goals. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also like we should d- expect big things for ourselves. Like that's there's that's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. I don't know why that that's my go to emotion. And maybe it sounds like I'm not the only one. I don't know. Yeah, felt I think that it's way, but normal. Like, like we should be able to say like I have this really lofty, hard to do thing I want to accomplish. Well, and I think that's amazing because there are so many people who don't know what they want and are kind of aimless in their lives and. To feel to have like direction, know something that you want is like really powerful. I feel <clears throat> I've always felt that way about knowing that I wanted to act because even if it's not like, I mean, I, I can think of a lot of things that would help the world more, but like I've always felt that that was my path and that was something I really wanted to do. And that gave, made me feel confident as a younger person being like, I have a goal and I know what it is and I want to execute it. Um, I had another point. Oh, well, whatever. You said something that made me think of something else. But did you ever feel like because acting is and acting in a way in which you can make it your full time job is is really a hard thing to get to? How did you stay focused and stay like centered on your goals and in a way that like you believed in yourself? Because like you have been doing this for a very long time yeah you're having a great deal of success now but it's been a long path for you and and how do you kind of like stay intentional without getting frustrated or discouraged i definitely still get very frustrated and discouraged and like have moments now where i'll feel like what is the point of anything and why am i doing this and oh i guess i suck because that thing didn't work out or whatever and i try to not let myself sit there too long because i literally won't want to do anything and we'll just like cancel all obligations (laughs) but thinking about when I was first starting in the improv community and then like realizing that that was a path towards a career I didn't really fully understand that at first um I moved to LA I moved to New York from Chicago for like a brief period and then moved to LA and at that point is when I started like auditioning for commercials and getting to have some more opportunities But I was always like babysitting and making money that way. And I think part of that, I think that that moment in time was really important for me because it really solidified like these are my goals, but I also know that my life has to keep going no matter what because I need money and I need to like pay my bills. And I I really look back on that time fondly because I was like working every angle to make Mm -hmm. things happen for myself. Um, I would get up at like, I babysat a girl at like 530 in the morning. Her mom was a personal trainer and I would go to her house and then drive her to school and be done by 830. Oh, whoa. But it was so that whoa. I could go to auditions during the day. And so I'd leave myself open for those possibilities and being able to do shows and whatever. And then I would just take any other babysitting jobs I could get that filled in random times. But I think that was like a period that was that really like instilled a lot of my core beliefs, which are that like you have to just do things for yourself and you can't wait for everything to happen to you. And like it might take a while and it's worth it's worth just plugging along. What's your experience now as like a woman working and we're going to open this can of worms? (laughs) Uh, Like, how do you find your voice negotiating for yourself, um, standing up for yourself? Like, but I mean, yeah, it's a it's a new this is all very new to me where I really feel that I'm like, I actually can say no to something 
just even something that's being requested of me within something I'm already doing or like Mm -hmm. where it's not just a matter of like, oh, I don't feel like doing that job. I'll say no to it. But I've accepted the job. I'm doing it. I enjoy it. But then they want it to go a step further that I'm not comfortable with or I feel that they or they want me to do some sort of thing after I'm done with the job in terms of like uh, just like something that feels beyond what I signed up for initially. It can be really hard to say no, and I stress over it so much and, like, feel like, I'm a bitch because I wrote no or whatever, like, <laughs> and it feel, like I didn't use exclamation point, and now they hate me or something. But, like, I, I really struggle with this, but I think I'm getting to a place where, like, I just don't care enough to let myself do stuff that I don't want to do. Like, it's like, I don't care how they think about me enough to let that get in the way. And it's it feels a lot better, but it's really, really hard. I spent so many years doing things I didn't really want to do. And I don't know. I think now like a lot of my experiences have taught me that I should say no because of how it will affect me later. Like, oh, if I agree to do this thing on film or whatever it is, I will hate that that happened and then look back at that and be like mad that exists. And all of these things that I know about that will happen because I've I've had that experience of even just like saying a line I don't want to say that's like added in or something, you know, like whatever it is. It could be very – It's a, I'm thinking of like kind of specific things that I don't want to mention specifically. <laughs> but like I've made those mistakes or whatever by just wanting to get along and get by and that it, I regret it later and I'm like, oh, I really wish I had just said no because you realize – most of the time when you say no, everyone's like, oh, okay. And if they push back, mm-hmm. it's like, that's on you that you feel the need to keep pushing me to do something yeah. that I'm telling you I don't want to do. And so, like, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to be, like, just taken advantage of in any way. It was always really eye-opening for me to see other people saying no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can, I can do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> and it even happened to me, like, just recently, I was supposed to perform. I was performing somewhere, and I was supposed to do this extra thing that I was, like, starting to stress out about. And I was like, oh, mm, I'm not going to do that extra thing. And then they're like, oh, okay. Someone else will do it. And I was like, oh, wow. I don't have to worry anymore. Now I can just have fun. Like, it's amazing. It just opens up so much. I don't know. Yeah, like, 90% of the time, it goes well. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. And if it doesn't, there's a conversation that happens. Right. Like it's, it's, and then they can, and then someone can understand where you're coming from more, which is also great. Like, I think the moments where I'm like, I really don't want to do this thing you're asking of me. And then the person's like, oh, we really need you to do it. And then I can just be like, okay, well, here's all my reasons why and why, like, this doesn't work for me or my schedule or whatever. And, like, it, it feels like, oh, we actually made some progress there as, like, mm-hmm. people. It's not just, like, people being like, do it. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel better about myself. I know, but it's even hard with, like, friends, I think, to be to say no or whatever. I, I think that it's such a, like, it's such a weird... I don't know, especially with what like what we're doing in the entertainment industry where people can be like, can you do this favor for me or can you do this or that? Like, th- those types of things come up a lot. And most of the time it's fine. And sometimes you feel weird. And then it's like, OK, maybe just say you feel weird and you don't want to do it. And I don't know. I'm thinking of like, can you ask so-and-so that you worked with to like do oh, this yes. thing for me? I'm like, oh, I don't really have a connection with that person, but I do have their number. But I feel weird being that person who's yep. like, can you do this for yep. my friend? Like, yep. I, So sometimes I draw the line with those things. And sometimes I don't. And then they work out. And are you able to honestly say like, you know what? That makes me uncomfortable. I, I care about you, but I can't do that. Like, are you direct in your response yeah depending on the friend like if it's somebody i've known for a long time i can be like oh i feel weird just because i don't really know him that well or something or whatever it is but like if it's and if it's someone even like less of a friend like i feel like i 
I, I maybe that is the thing. It's like when I don't know them as well, I feel even less inclined to explain myself. And but for that specific circumstance, the the thing that I have now started doing is I've been like, sure, I'll ask this person if if I can connect you to. Yeah, yeah, because that is way better. You're not doing the whole like pitch for them. Exactly, or whatever the thing is. and. You know, then that's also like I heard someone refer to it as a double opt in. Oh, okay, like you know, both people both are saying... people have agreed that they will be introduced. So yeah. that's what I've started doing, um, and I feel better about it. That's a good point. It's a good thanks. That's a good tip. <laughs> yeah, um, Lauren, I have one kind of final question I want to ask you, mm-hmm. um, which is that you've traveled a ton now for work. You've been abroad for work. Like, how do you like? Have you picked up any travel self care tips? Oh God! Oh, I just had a couple horrible flights this last weekend where I was like, I'm not taking care of myself. I was just like extremely uncomfortable and like my head is, you know, like didn't bring my neck pillow, and so my head's like like flying around like an insane person the entire time because I do fall asleep immediately on planes. But I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I don't do a lot of the stuff that I see people on like Instagram doing when they're flying, like spritzing and, <laughs> and like putting on the compression socks and doing the, I don't know. I feel like I don't know a lot of these things. Um, I was just watching uh, Jonathan Van Ness's Instagram oh, yes. stories last mm-hmm. night. And he was like, Me I'm too. Some, ah. it was amazing. I was like, he's doing all these steps and I need them all. Like he had like a wipe and then he had like an eye cream that he moved towards the outside, which I just realized. He did like lymphatic drainage. I started doing it last night after watching that. I was like, <laughs> I need lymphatic drainage. Like, <laughs> And then he did, um, he put on a spritz and I mean, he was just doing so cream. many, and he put on like a goop cream. Yeah. It was, I mean, he does look great. He does. Gorgeous. He's like the best. And like when I see someone like that doing something, I'm like, mm, I really need to do that. Because he's just like a normal guy who like teaches us how to be better. I can really relate to that. It's not like Rihanna's, you know, no. airplane tips or something where I'm like, I don't know. You're on some private jet. But like I can I feel like connected to him in a real way. I mean, I do love like the lymphatic. I, when I was watching this Instagram story also, and he was talking about how he mo- does his eye cream this way, which is mm-hmm. apparently, and I was like, oh, well, fuck, I've been doing it wrong That's for what I was 38 like. I was like, I'm years. doing circles. What yeah. am I doing? <laughs> like, I haven't drained the lymph, the lymph, no, lymphs, un- lymph nodes. What's under my eye? I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't lymphs. even know that was a thing. <laughs> this is the other thing is that half the time I feel like with my whatever routine, I'm like, I don't even know. I just watched a person do it on Instagram and now I I must follow. Yeah, yeah, I know. It does happen a lot. I mean, it's the same thing as me just walking into the store and being like, they said this product's good. Like, who knows why they're shilling this stuff? I don't know. But it's cute and it's in a pink jar. I love it. I love it all. Well, Lauren. Lauren. This has been a gift. This has been so fun. I hope I didn't just talk way too much. No. No, I mean, that is what podcasting is. That's what a podcast is. I know. It's my whole life. I know. You are a podcast professional. (laughs) So you know how this works. But thank you so much. Um, if we want to stalk you on social media or just find you in the world. At Lauren Lapkus on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a Facebook page, like a fan page thing if people like that more. I don't know who would. Um. <laughs> Your Instagram stories are always very fun. Oh, thank you. I try to keep it fresh. <laughs> you always do. There's always um, there's like you feature yourself, but then there's a lot of just like coverage of other things and beautiful images. I find it very satisfying. Thank I have you. To say. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I, I actually really care about my social media presence and uh, that feels lame to say, but I uh, 
I've built the Wild Horses social media page up from nothing. That's you? Yeah. I have to admit it on a podcast. <gasps> I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't know you were the you were the person behind the Wild yeah, Horses. Yeah, so I've really media. taken it over and I post a new picture every day and do stories and try do you, to do you don't get the, you don't feel like social media is a life suck like you do ever get overwhelmed? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Um I'm trying to do the the book How to Break Up with Your Phone right now. I say trying. If you saw my, there's an app called Moment where it tracks how much you're on your phone every day. Oh God, <laughs> it's br- mine's all in the red. I've never gotten a day. I have like two days in yellow. There's like green if you're really good, but I actually don't really like where they draw the line. Three hours turns red, and I think that's inappropriate. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, not good. But yeah, I'm trying to not be on it as much, but it's really hard because I really enjoy it, and so I. But I don't enjoy it like when I'm scrolling for hours, but I enjoy what it, like I enjoy putting out a post and like trying to make a page look good and doing these things. But like it's, I do get sucked in and I hate it. I hate it so much. It's, it makes me feel like I'm wasting time. Hey, <laughs> that's another podcast. I know it's that a is, that is a whole thing. topic. That I is, know. that is a rough world. I we're know. all sucked into right now. Well, and I feel like I do feel like there's going to be a swing around where people are going to try to pull away. I don't think it's only going to get worse. I think at least our generation is going to go like, okay, I need to not be on this all the time and pull back. We're all going to go off the grid and go back to flip phones. I would probably enjoy that. Yeah. I feel like I would have such withdrawal. I've gotten headaches when I've stopped using social oh, media. Really, did you guys see that there's a high maintenance episode where a guy who's addicted to his iPhone gets a flip phone to like break no, his I internet seen addiction? That. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, I need to watch that. I mean, as is every episode of high maintenance. I know. Yeah, Gloria's really a high show. maintenance. I just started recently. I'm a stan. Yeah, you oh. are a stan. <laughs> um, anyway. anyway. Lauren, thank, <laughs> thank you, Lauren. Again. Thank you so much. Isn't Lauren the coolest? She's the coolest. She cracks me up, but she's also a no bullshit kind of gal. I mean, really, I, no I, bullshit. Yeah, no And bullshit. also, when she says she's going to get something done, she gets it done. That's because she vision boards. I know. It's genius. It's genius. Um, Kate, mm-hmm. how did your intention from last week go? Oh, you The drawer. The drawer. <laughs> it's, the drawer is ongoing. Okay. I just want to say. Ongoing also, is okay. The the. I should be honest with our listeners. I have like 50 different versions of the drawer in my house. There's the shelf. There's the key area. There's the shoe rack. Mm -hmm. There's the bench. Like there's just so many depositories. You were at my home recently and you were like, what's in that other drawer? And I was like, oh, no, no, that drawer is really bad because that's the drawer with headphones. Like what? I have a drawer with headphones. (laughs) And also just menus. It's the headphone right. and menu drawer. So may I make a suggestion? Okay. Um, one thing that I learned from professional organizers mm-hmm. is grouping like with like. I, you've said that on a previous episode. And I, You I, mean headphones and menus don't go together? That's kind of what I mean. <laughs> like, I mean, not that you asked, but I'm going to give you advice. I want it. I am, a, I am a mess. I think you need to take everything out of all the drawers. Okay. And you need to put, you need to throw stuff out mm-hmm. and then you need to put like with like, okay. and then you need to decide where it makes the most sense for these things to go. Another thing I want to share with listeners, which I think actually came up in our last episode is the size of the drawer. Yes. The drawer is big. The drawer is large. The drawer is, it's like a utility drawer. Yeah. And it's crammed. It sure is. I'll post a picture of the drawer on Instagram so you all can experience yes. the madness of my life. Um, that's a good idea, Dory. And I, ha- I actually do have some days next week that 
in my brain, I have scheduled to just dedicating to like home organization and also uh, a project I'm working on, like a professional project. So like pray for me that I get this shit done. I I don't think I have to pray for (sighs) you. I think you got this. It just feels like once I I'll do the drawer and then 50 drawers pop up. Do you know what I mean? It feels never ending. But I think if I may diagnose the problem, Mm -hmm. I think part of the problem is that stuff doesn't have a specific home. No, nothing has a home. Yeah. So so stuff needs to start having a home. I mean, I do want to say headphones have a home. I have found a great home for headphones. Is that the best home for <laughs> Not at all. No. no, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. It makes zero sense. Right. Okay. I actually, you've given me some some things to chew on. I have some ideas. Oh, good. So thank you for that. You're how welcome. How did it go meal planning? Well, you know, Matt was more on board than I thought he was going to oh, be. Oh, that's really helpful. Yeah. I have a partner. Um, and he... He gave me because, you know, he he's always kind of struggling with food and what's what he's eating. And mm. um, and he gave me some suggestions of stuff that he would eat. And did you carve out a menu? I've, I've, I've carved out a menu and it's going pretty well. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. So way to work together on that. Thanks. <laughs> what's your intention next week? Well, I am traveling with my family. We're attending my cousin's wedding and then um spending some time on the East Coast visiting family and having a little vacation. And I'm going to try to enjoy it and also not get annoyed at my kids all the time. Okay. I I, I think I'm kind of an impatient, irritable person. You are so not. With my children, I think I am. I kind of get a little grumpy with them. Like, granted, maybe I have a reason because they're kids and they make me nuts. But, like, they're also the best. Like, they're all, like right. I, I think I tend to be a little bit too quick to be like, eh. You know, instead of just like lightening up. So and like if I lighten up, then they can fucking relax and have more fun. It's no fun having a mom who's like grumpy. So I'm I'm just trying to like not sweat the small stuff, really enjoy my time with them and have fun and like relax and just let things go. It's vacation. Mm -hmm. It's summer. I mean, getting back to being summer, like just just have fun, Kate. Yeah, just have fun, Kate. Just have fun. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. I eat. A, I hope you eat some great ice cream when you're on the East Coast. Oh, and, and lobster. And lobster. There is a lobster bake happening while I'm there. Uh, so I'm super pumped. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I'm going to hit all my... And on the East Coast, we have really excellent soft serve ice cream. Mm. So you know I'm hitting up a lot mm-hmm. of soft serve. Oh, I'm jealous. What's your intention for this victory? <gasps> well... Dishes have become quite a pain point in my marriage. I hate doing dishes. I hate doing dishes. When we moved into our house, I said to Matt, there's no dishwasher in this house. I hate doing dishes. And Matt said, I love doing dishes. I'll do the dishes. Three years later. Three years later, Matt's a little sick of doing all the dishes that... And like I, it's not that I never do the dishes, but I think especially lately, I've just been like, I don't want to do the dishes. And I've just left like like pretty a sink obscene piles of dishes. Oh god, it's no fun. And Matt like finally snapped last night. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I've taken this too far. <laughs> like one thing he uttered 3 years ago, you are still holding him to. Well, I you know, I also I'm like I'm sensitive to like not being the person who does all the housework. Totally. And now that you work from home, like you now that I work from home. More. Yeah. And he made this annoying comment that I don't even want to repeat that. I was just like, no, just because And I was and like my, in my head, I was like, 
just because I work from home doesn't mean that I'm the one who has to like clean up, yeah. especially after you. Um, but the fact is he has kind of been cleaning up after me mm-hmm. and I could be a little bit better about that. Okay. You see, so, you're seeing both sides. Yeah, I'm seeing both sides. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that. Um, but yeah, so that's going to, that's, that's going to be what I try to do. Do you wear a glove while you do the dishes? I, do. I need a glove. Yeah. I always wear gloves. Me too. Water gets too hot. And it's bad for your hands. I just don't like touching chewed up yeah. bagels. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm at. Well, dishes. 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 Good luck with that. Thank you so much. Because I know it is trying to turn something you hate into a mindful practice is really hard. Yeah. You know, I just have to be like, I'm doing dishes. Yeah. I mean, Matt, like now that it's baseball season, he'll like listen to the Red Sox mm-hmm. while he does the dishes. Do you ever listen to like a podcast while you do the dishes or anything like that? You know, turn it into have, a fun experience. Well, we have an Alexa in the kitchen. Okay. I find that she is not that great with podcasts. Like she doesn't always know what the most recent episode is. She doesn't have all the podcasts. Like half the time when I ask her to listen to a podcast, she's like, I can't find that. And I'm like, oh, Alexa, you're so pointless. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to be mean to Alexa. Also, no. sorry to everyone who has an Alexa and is listening to this on their Alexa on a speaker. And now Alexa's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. Sorry, I didn't catch that. <laughs> when the Alexa like pipes up, you yeah. say something wrong that kind of sounds like Alexa. And all of a sudden it's in the corner yeah. and it's blinking blue. And you're like, dude. Calm down. Exactly. Slow your roll, Alexa. Slow your roll, robot. <sighs> um, okay. Anyway, mm. uh, great to see you. It's great to see you. Great to sit here and gently moan with you. Totally. Uh, let's just say goodbye. All right. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shafrir and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Please leave us Apple podcast reviews because it really helps people find the show. We appreciate it so much. And next week we have the wonderful Rachel Wilkerson Miller. She's great.